0: Thanks for listening to audio from North Monroe. To learn more about who we are, visit northmonroe.com or download the North Monroe app in the App Store or on Google Play. Now, here's this week's message.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's a kind of a different, special day. It's Deacon Ordination Day. And we do this once a year as we uh, kind of call ourselves together to prepare for the coming year, the church only has two offices, has the office of pastor, has the office of deacon, according to the New Testament. And so we have deacons here who serve uh, the body of Christ here at North Monroe. And if you ask any pastor, he'll tell you there are two kinds of deacons. There are deacons that cause problems, and there are deacons that solve problems. And I've had both kinds. The second kind is way better. And I can tell you right now that the kind of deacons that you have at North Monroe are the kind of deacons that solve problems. They don't cause problems. You know, the difference is how they view their role. Those that cause problems tend to view their role as a position of honor, those who solve problems view their role as a place of service. And that's really characteristic of our deacons. It's been that way since the day I came here. I'll never forget the first deacon's meeting I came to. Um, It was so refreshing. I sat with them. They were talking about issues, about different people and needs and trying to meet those needs and fit those needs. Then they're talking about their heartbeat for the church and where they were hoping the church would go and where it would go, uh, what they would do and what kind of church it would be. And I was kind of blown away by it. And then at the end, they broke up into groups and they had prayer and they prayed over people that they knew and and needs and issues that had had come up. And I walked out of that meeting going, God's going to do great things in this place. And I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of it. Because since the day I've gotten here, uh, these deacons have done nothing but serve. You know, the very word deacon is servant. It comes from the Greek diaconos, which means through the dust. It was a word that referred to waiters who would wait tables as they walked through the dust. But it, it really, for me, is a word that should be translated problem solvers. Because that's the kind of people they are and they don't wait and look to pastoral leadership to engage in those issues. You know, I love this. Uh, Friday, and deacons, can I just say, uh, I'm sorry, okay? Friday was our big golf tournament. I forgot all about it. I'm serious, I, I forgot all about it. Uh, in my defense, we have been watching grandkids for three days, Um, Friday's my day off because I work on Sundays and I know some of you would debate that. You feel like you're doing the work because you're having to do the listening and I get that, but they give me Fridays off. And so I said to myself, I'm going to really pour into the grandkids today and I'm going to really help Amy. I'm going to make sure she doesn't have to do it all. And so my focus, you know, you get grandkids for three days at my age and you go a little crazy. I'm serious. You just start forgetting stuff. There's a reason God gives children to, to young people. <laughs> and uh, about, about toward the evening, Blake texts me about something, says something about the golf tournament. And I said, was that today? And he was like, yeah. So deacons guys, I mean, they raised $20,000, $30,000 for, for deacon ministry at the golf. It's a big deal. And I missed it. And you know what's interesting to me? And here's what was so cool to me. I didn't didn't get a bunch of texts going, where are you? Why aren't you here? What's wrong with you? What have you done wrong? None of that. In fact, they didn't didn't say a word to me until I got here this morning, and that's all I've heard, right? (laughs) But you know what? I, I go to that golf tournament just to encourage them, but they don't need me. You know, I just want to be an attaboy guy and get in a golf cart and drive around going, way to go. I'm kind of like the guy walks along beside you while you're mowing the yard, you know. Way to go, man. You really did that one great. Keep it up. You know, I don't know if I'm more annoying or or more helpful. I don't know. But they don't need me. That's the beauty of this church. That's the beauty of this body. It's not dependent upon one person because you've got a body of men who are committed to your needs. They're problem solvers. They raise that money so that they can tend to widows and single moms, so that they can build porches and wheelchair ramps and clean up yards and do a thousand other different things that they do all year long that you never even hear about, not only for our widows and our single moms, but for our church members and even for people outside the church in the community. And they're giving money to help people pay bills and take care of things. And it's really an extraordinary group of men. And I'm grateful to be a part because they're problem solvers. And that's really what the deacons were all about. If you want to know the foundation of it, go to Acts chapter 6. I think it's interesting that the book of Acts describes the movement of the Holy Spirit in the church. It's called Acts because it defines the acts of the Holy Spirit. And it only took six chapters before there was a big church fight. The Hellenistic widows, the Greek widows, the Greek Jewish Christian widows were upset because the Hebrew Christian Jewish widows uh, were getting better treatment. So they complained. Now, in those days, Acts 6, verse 1, when the disciples were growing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Greek speaking Jews against the native Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the church was taking care of the widows. And the Greek widows felt neglected. Now they could have done a variety of things. They could have The church leadership could have just criticized the widows for being critical, and sometimes people do that, or they could have delegated the the ministry to some other group, or they could have tried to take care of it themselves. But through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they didn't do any of that. Instead, they forged this new office in the church that we call deacons. So the 12 called the whole group of the disciples together and said, it's not right for us to neglect the Word of God to wait on tables. Uh, Spiritual leadership needs to do spiritual leadership. But carefully select among you brothers seven men who are well attested, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this necessary task. And these were the first deacons, and their first assignment was to stop a church fight. And I got to tell you, your deacons have been doing that since I've been here. I call them my firemen because they put out the fires. And they help us to stay together, to stay unified. But we'll devote ourselves to prayer, to the ministry of the word. And the proposal pleased the entire group so that they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, uh, Parmenus, Nicholas, and a Gentile convert to Juda- Judaism from Antioch. And they stood these men before the apostles, here it goes, who prayed and placed their hands on them and that placing their hands on them is what we call ordination. There are 10 deacons, 10 men who have been selected from among the church, and they have been uh, vetted through a process of the deacon selection, uh, a team that consists of Steve Traxford was our chairman, Randy Smith was on it, Ricky Johnston was the deacon chairman, Greg Manley Jr. and myself, and we listened to these guys' story, we asked them the hard questions, and these men clearly fit the requirements of deacon. The following men have been nominated to serve as deacons at North Monroe. They will join the other deacons. Now, when they're ordained through the laying on of hands, that's a lifetime ordination. They're set aside for life as deacons. But at our church, they'll serve for three years, and then they'll rotate off for a year, be nominated back on, come back on. So we always have around 40 to 50 active deacons serving. We've probably got, I don't know, 150 or so deacons who are ordained men. But the 10 that are going to be ordained today, Greg Crawford, Micah Dye, Chad Frankowitz, Jonathan Gibbs, Eric Shue, Nathan Kennard. Uh, Brian King, Joey Lee, Thomas McCalla, and Patrick Sutton. Did I get them all? Invariably, I'll miss someone. You're going to hear their testimonies through video this morning, and I'm so excited about the quality of men. And we said several times, you know, we've always had high-quality men serve as deacons, but this group is really extraordinary. And we're going to ordain them at the end of the service through the laying on of hands and prayer. But here's, here's the bottom line. When the deacons do what deacons do and the church does what the church does, let, let's go back to Acts 6, verse 7. Look what happens. The Word of God continued to spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly and large, a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. And man, that's what I see happening here in this body and in this community And in the broader context of the kingdom of God, as churches across the board are faithful to the calling of God. And that's our calling here. So let me pray and let me just pray that this would be a holy time of of ordination for these men. Father, we thank you for the gift of the office of deacon. And I'm so grateful for the men that you've given us and their wives and their families and how they serve you faithfully. And and live to the calling of the servant, the problem solver. And I thank you that because of that, we know peace and we know harmony. And this church has become great because of the deacon leadership, the servant leaders. And so, Father, I pray for these men that are set aside today and for their families. And I pray you would build that hedge of protection around their kids and their wives and Father, that they would be free to serve you faithfully, and we thank you for the results that we anticipate seeing through the power of your Holy Spirit in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand and worship together. No, sit back down.
2: My name is Eric Shue, married to Miranda, have three kids, Price. Kinley and Asher. Being called to a deacon for me is the word that comes to mind is greatness. Our whole lives were brought up to be great, to pursue greatness, to, whether it's baseball, whether it's soccer, basketball, dance, theater. And I think this pursuit of greatness is uh is self-fulfilling and we don't actually achieve true fulfillment from that, but we should pursue greatness by becoming a follower of Christ and pursue Christ, be as great as we can, follow Christ. And that for me is a calling of being a deacon, uh, to be able to serve him at a higher level and experience that true fulfillment. That uh, it's a gratitude in a sense um, for his grace, for his mercy, for just uh, what he was able to do for us, there's nothing greater on this earth than than him and, and what he did for us. He took the place of me, a sinner, on the cross, and all the things that we were brought up to to pursue, all the the greatness that we are we are brought up to to chase. These worldly things will never compare to the greatness of our God, and. Uh, throughout my whole life, there's evidence where God was with me and, and God guided me, even though there was times in my life where uh, I felt comp- really short and, and and drifted away from God. He, uh, he was always right there with me, and I'm so grateful for that. This calling that that I had. It's it's just an expression and and it's it's a token of my appreciation and gratitude for him. And and I'm so honored and humbled uh, to be able to serve at at a higher capacity. And I just hope it's evident to those around me that uh, how much I love our God, how much um, I love serving our God. And in the end, I hope it leads more people to our God.
3: Hello, I'm Chad Frankowitz. I was born and raised in Monroe, Louisiana. I've been married for 20 years to Kelly Frankowitz. We have three kids, Luke, Sam, and Martha Kate. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior at the age of 15. Going through high school and my college years, I would begin to lose sight of God. It was like I'd put Him in a box and only open that box when I needed Him. I always had dreams of uh, meeting a, my wife in church. The Lord blessed me with more than just a wife in church. I was a preacher's daughter at that. I began to go back to church, but not for the right reasons. I was only going to church for that one hour of feel-good service on Sunday mornings. 2019, I'd go on a men's retreat. After this experience, I realized that my relationship with Jesus was not where it needed to be. I was not thankful for all the things that He had already blessed me with. I realized that I needed to be plugged into a life group and surrounding myself with godly men that I could serve with alongside in this church. I would start attending Bible studies and digging deeper and seeking after Him. Leading my family to church every week, Putting God center of our family. I'm so thankful for North Monroe Baptist Church and honored to serve as a deacon for this church and our community.
4: Hey, my name is uh, Thomas McCall and I'm married to my beautiful wife Erin and we've been members of North Monroe for about five and a half years. I grew up in Georgia to a um, in a loving Christian home. Uh, my parents, uh, Monica and John, and my two older sisters. Mandy and Laura. And for me, my walk with Christ really began at the age of eight when I professed my faith and was baptized. And I've been walking with him ever since. Um, One of the big milestones for me and kind of my personal walk with Christ was my sophomore year when my parents encouraged me to go through the Bible in a year. So I spent that year uh, reading the Bible and spending time in prayer over what I read. And through that, God really transformed how I looked at the world and kind of my purpose. I started to get more involved with church and volunteer. Um, And I got the opportunity to go on a medical mission trip to Thailand. And so we got to um, just minister and love on uh, some of the orphans out of Myanmar who were living in refugee camps on the Thai border. And, And that was just such a great experience. Going into college, I met Aaron my first day on campus, um, and we were hooked ever since. Having someone who can keep you accountable and um, who you can continue to follow Christ with was really beneficial. It wasn't up until my senior year when I came to Monroe on an internship and um, tried out North Monroe that you know I really felt like oh you know I could see um, myself being here. I came to North Monroe and. Um, just fell in love with the people, fell in love with the worship and and the sermons and joined Life Group. Uh, We were in the Awaken for a year and uh, found good community there. And then we taught ninth grade and 10th grade Sunday school for two years. I'm just so excited to uh, be able to serve the church in the role of deacon. So um, I'm just so honored and, and excited to see what's next.
5: Now let's stand together this morning.
0: a wretch, I remember who I was, I was lost, I was blind, I was running out of time, Since separated, the breach was far too wide, but from the far side of the chasm, you had me in your side. So you made a way across the great divide, left behind heaven's throne, to build it here inside. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owed, broke my chains, freed my soul. Oh, the first time i had hope thank you jesus for the blood applied thank you jesus it has washed me wild into glorious life. You took my place, laid inside my suit was sin. i into glorious life.
6: be seated again. My name is Jonathan Gibbs. I'm married to my gorgeous wife, Holly. We have two boys, Eli and Case. I grew up attending North Monroe Baptist Church with my family. Early into my teenage years, I became a wayward child, and that led to many years of living in darkness. In 2012, as a newlywed couple, my wife and I began attending church. We eventually joined a life group, and I thought I was doing what a Christian husband was supposed to, but I was just checking the Sunday box. In 2018, I went on a men's retreat. That weekend, my eyes were open. My heart was changed. I saw what it was like to to be a follower of Christ. And and I laid down the shame and guilt for my past at the feet of Jesus. I really struggled with that decision because I was baptized when I was eight. You know, once saved, always saved, right? Looking back on my life, there was no heart change. There was no convictions, and there was no sign that I was His. I've come to realize that He will do the most amazing things with the most unlikely people, and I am honored to serve North Monroe Baptist Church as a deacon.
7: My name is Micah Dye. I was born and raised in the church, and I met my wife, Courtney, here, and uh, we're actually uh, welcoming a a new member in November, Baker Rhodes Dye. so we're excited about that. We've served all through high school. Uh, my wife and I served in college. I led a Bible study for college men, and I currently lead a, uh, a Bible study for men on Friday mornings at 5.30, shameless plug. Uh, so we moved back about a year ago um, after my wife finished PT school, and God put it on our hearts that we really just wanted to, to find a way to get involved and, and to serve. So that led us to the fifth grade boys and the nursery, which has been a huge blessing for us and just to to, to pour into young people like that. Now this opportunity has presented itself for me to become a deacon, and I'm just so excited and really honored uh, to be able to serve the church in this new way.
8: Uh, good morning. My name is Nathan Kennard. Um I am married to Whitney Kennard and we have uh, two beautiful little girls, uh, Isabella and Evelyn. You know, ever since we moved here in uh, 2018, uh, after I retired from the military, um, God really took us uh, under His wing and really uh, established Himself as the central focal point of our family. And we have just been trying to strive and and walk toward uh, the His light in, in everything that we do. We feel like now is the time to uh, continue to move forward in our, our uh, progression in Jesus and uh, take the next step and become a deacon. Me and my wife are extremely excited about this opportunity because it's going to give us a, uh, a more and more opportunity to spread the message and be involved in, in all the wonderful things that North Monroe has going on. And we just can't be more excited about the opportunity that we have to become uh, you know, members and leaders within this church.
9: My name is Patrick Sutton. Um, I'm married to my wife, Brooke. We have our son, Reed. I grew up in a normal family home. Uh, We went to church all the time, and I was involved in the youth group. When I was eight years old, I was uh, at a revival service that had an invitation at the end, and um, I I walked down the aisle because everybody else was doing it, and I didn't want to feel like I was left out. Uh, I was at Cross Camp in 2007 and realized that I wasn't truly saved whenever I was eight years old. That was when I committed my life to God. Got married in 2014 to my wife, Brooke. We had our son in 2019. God's blessed me immeasurably with with family and uh, grandparents, friends. I want to be a deacon to, uh, to serve God and serve the church. Originally, I didn't feel called to be a deacon because I didn't feel like I was good enough and I didn't feel like, honestly, that I was old enough to be considered as a deacon, but um, I just felt like God, He He kept continuing to call me to do it, to serve the church and kept telling me that it's not about me, it's, it's about serving Him.
5: My mind to Calvary. Jesus bled and died for me. I see his words, his hands, his feet, my savior all that cursed you. Drenched in tears and laid him down in Joseph's to the entrance sealed and by heavy stone and Messiah still and all alone. Let's praise his name together and oh, praise the The sun of heaven rose again, oh, champion. seat again today
10: my name is Brian King Uh, I have been married to my wife Rachel for uh, over 20 years and we have three beautiful kids son that is about to turn 14 I have an 11 year old daughter and then a eight and a half year old son I've been a member of North Monroe, uh, gosh, my entire life. My earliest memories of the church are uh, going to church in uh, the, the chapel, sitting in a pew with my parents, what is now uh, Kidstown or the uh, kids' church. When I was probably about 10, my, my dad led me to Christ, and I remember getting baptized in the, the chapel there. My father was uh he was a deacon in the church, and so I remember uh, thinking that it that was a big responsibility as I was growing up kinda uh held that position in, in high regard and so my father passed away uh, when I was twelve and I remember uh, my house being full of uh People, some I did know, some I didn't know, uh, but knowing that all of them were uh, deacons with my father and they were there just to kinda help support the family and and kinda take care of us in in that time of of need that we had. When I was, uh, a few years after that, I was 16. Uh, I was at the church. I was pretty involved in the youth. We were playing in the the gym which is now the east and the youth minister Jay George asked me to come over and and, uh, with a couple of the guys we were playing ball with and write letters to members of the youth that had not been uh, to church in a while and just invite them back, tell them we missed them, that kind of thing. And so uh, we finished that up and as uh, teenage boys do we started horse playing and running down the hall and I hit the doors, uh, going out to the breezeway, heading back to the gym, and uh, the door did not open. My arm went through the window. I actually almost died, laying on the hallway of the church, uh, right there, uh, in front of the chapel. Paramedics got there, and they said I wouldn't make it to St. Francis, and uh, so it was pretty serious. And um, so that was. In my life, one of the first uh, real miracles that I ever remember uh, seeing when I went into surgery that evening, they told my mom that uh, I would lose my arm. Uh, they just weren't sure if it was at the shoulder or at the elbow. And uh, I have full function of uh, both limbs at this point. So a few years later, I was uh, had just graduated and I was going on my last uh, youth trip. On that uh, trip, I actually met uh, my wife. So we, we've been... Um, blessed, uh, the church has blessed me in many ways. Moved to Bossier for a few years, uh, but other than that, we've been involved uh, with North Monroe and several of the ministries around uh, campus. Uh, my wife helps out in several different areas. I've been involved in lots of different ministries with the church and, and on different uh, different programs and just kind of helping out. Usually, uh, about one Sunday a month, I'm behind the camera and not in front of it, but I just uh, feel very blessed uh, to be here and uh, to be nominated for this, uh, this position.
9: My name is Joey Lee. Uh, I go to North Church Pastor. I'm a coach, teacher at Darbon Woods. My wife, Amanda, uh, I want to thank her and seeing what she's been doing in our church, is awesome to see. Daughter as well, she's nine, her name's Anna. Serving at my church as a media member and uh, just started teaching a life group. So uh, it's kind of a calling ever since the men's retreat I went on uh, three years ago. Been working a lot more in the church. I think being a deacon means uh, serving your church, serving your community, um, taking some ease off the pastor at times, praying for other people, just doing what you can to help your whole community and everyone. And our our mission is to serve our Lord and Savior and spread his gospel. That's our, our job, not just as a deacon, but everyone's job.
11: I'm Greg Crawford. I've been married to my beautiful wife, Sylvia, for 36 years. We have one daughter, Holly Michelle, Gibbs, married to Jonathan Gibbs, two grandsons. Eli Dean, eight, and Case Crawford Gibbs, four. We had one son, Leighton Cole Crawford, deceased September 22, 2018, heart attack at 26. Sylvia and I raised our children in church something that was very important to us as young parents. I was saved in 1997 at Welcome Home Baptist Church in Hebert, Louisiana, followed through with baptism. And from that point on, Siv and I served on countless committees, taught vacation Bible school, Sunday school, youth groups, sang in the choir, just whatever was needed in the church. In the days after Layton's passing, I was invited on North Monroe Men's Retreat, and that's when everything in my life really started to change. With no other words for it, but my heart and soul was filled with the Holy Spirit of the Almighty God in a very unique and profound way, very personal. Since my retreat, I've attended Bible studies and men's groups all with North Monroe, with a bunch of loving brothers that I I cherish daily. I'm very humbled to be considered a deacon at North Monroe Baptist Church and look forward to serving and supporting any way I can to help grow the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at North Monroe Baptist Church. I love you, and God bless you.
1: I remember that retreat Greg was on. I met him because one of my best friends in high school was named Greg Crawford. Never forgot that. But I already felt a kinship with Greg because I'd heard about his son. I think he passed away at a wedding. I think he was dancing at a wedding. And just the pain and grief and sorrow that that family went through. But to watch the church in that retreat setting love up on him, pour into him, and you've seen the change in Greg's life, even though he knew Jesus, the healing. And one of the things as I was watching these videos, and they're brief compared to the real story behind it, um, and I wish we had time to, for every guy to tell his whole story, but it's the message of transformation. Uh, and I hope you heard that. It's not just about being a deacon or serving It's about what Christ has done in them, to them, and what He's now doing through them. And I want to say that because we're about to ordain these guys. And at the end of that, church is going to go on. Life will go on. But if you're here today and you don't know Christ and you don't know what it is to have your life changed, then don't leave here the way you came in. There'll be opportunity for that. We're going to call our men together. We're going to lay hands on these guys. We're going to set them apart from deacon, for deacon ministry. But if you need to know Jesus today, before you leave, if you'll notice there are areas behind over here and areas over here we call the belong area. And we invite our guys to, to, to be there, to be ready, to talk to you about any spiritual need you have. If you don't have a church home, God's leading you here. We'd love to have you come be a part.
0: Our hope is that this message has encouraged you to seek Christ in your own life and make Him known wherever you are. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next
12: week.